Carolyn O'Hare is killing it as a new wife and stepmom. As the co-founder of Tiny Organics, she knows that the decisions of parents today could mean health for our family tomorrow. And she's instilling that health not just on our plates, but in every aspect of the family unit. Listen in as Carolyn discusses the necessity of pursuing family leave, even for the blended family, as well as the efforts that she has made to affirm the legitimacy of her blended family. Let's do it. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. All right, Blenders, we have a new friend and a special guest. We have Carolyn, Mrs. Carolyn O'Hare with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Um, She is COO and co-founder of Tiny Organics, and she is recently wedded. It's been a little bit more than a year. So she is a wife and she is also a stepmother, someone who is contributing a lot to the the blended family dynamic. Um, And if you can go ahead and just give the listeners a brief understanding of who you are and where you're from. Yeah, of course. Um, glad to be speaking with you. So I am the COO and co-founder of Tiny Organics, it's an early childhood nutrition company, make baby and toddler finger foods uh, with the goal of shaping children's palates to really prefer and love vegetables. Um, we've been at it for a couple of years now, shipping nationwide to customers through our website, tinyorganics.com. And during that journey, I also met my now husband, um, actually introduced to me by my other co-founder. <laughs> and uh, along with him, um, met my stepson, Miles, who is six years old, almost seven, he'll say. And yeah, we've been yeah, blending our family together for about a year now. That is so awesome. And anybody that is invested in nutrition, in my opinion, being a health coach, you're invested in the family the family dynamic. So it's, it's really cool that you were almost prepping yourself to function as wife and mother prior to even getting in the situation. That's really awesome. That was a (laughs) seamless transition for you, I guess. It served me well. It was good preparation. (laughs) That's really, that is so cool. Um, So yes, you've been blended for about a year. What is your specific experience concerning the blended family prior to your marriage? Sure. My, I actually come from a blended family myself. So I, my parents um, met when my sister, who's actually my half sister was 11 and growing up, I referred to her as my sister. I understood that she had another dad, but our dad was kind of our dad. He was the one who walked her down the aisle. I, was younger, but saw the evolution of her relationship change with him. She called him by his first name um, when I was younger and now refers to him as dad, just like I do. And we are really comfortable and it's natural for us to consider each other siblings. We don't use the term uh, half sibling at all because it feels 
irrelevant to us and our parents are our parents. So it's really a, um, a blended family. And my dad, I give him so much credit and my whole family does for really embracing my sister, like his own. He, you know, in his eyes, he has two daughters, uh, just the same, even though he met one kind of later in life. Um, so I grew up with a really great example that made me feel comfortable and confident going into it um, with my own family. Yeah, I can see how that made that transition a lot easier when you've likely experienced and it's not like you're retaining all this information and you're like, I'm going to save this for later. <laughs> it's just those things make an impression. And for some reason, it's in your nature all of a sudden to be able to adapt to to something like you're experiencing very recently again. Yep, definitely. And we, my husband and I have been lucky that my parents, uh, they do their best to really offer us good advice. They've actually lived through this. It was um, 30 plus years ago, but they have that experience. And so they can kind of give us good suggestions for um, some of the challenges and, and exciting things ahead for us. Yeah. So they're still married and still together and just... They are, yep. Yeah. We uh, just saw them last week during a family vacation. <laughs> that is so cool. Do you guys hear this right now? It is possible, more than possible, to make this work, and then we can support the people to follow us. That's You are just, you're blessed, definitely. Definitely. Cool. I realize. Thank you. So as far as your experience, I know you mentioned in a conversation between you and I briefly about the family leave. And as far as the traditional or the nuclear family is concerned, it is more familiar for when a new human is invited into the world and into the family for people to take a leave of absence for the sake of bonding. Um, And the non-traditional or the blended family, that concept may seem a bit more foreign or even awkward because there's already a young person present. There's obviously the new marriage relationship. However, creating that foundation and connection is still necessary. So based on what you've experienced, uh, what are your thoughts concerning the need for parental leave or in bonding for the blended family? We, we already know that paid family leave in our country is severely lacking for childbirth. And then when you extend that to the evolving definitions of what family means, it's kind of lacking even more. So um, there's some progress, some States I happen to live in one do have paid family leave. Um, And so I was, as I was merging my family, I started to think about this for myself. I've had colleagues and friends take maternal or paternal leave and it's very normal for childbirth. And I started to think if the purpose of that leave is to care for and bond with a new child, should I consider that for myself? Um, and I, I live in uh, in New York where the definition for paid family leave, there's a term used in in Latin that says in loco parentis, and it just means in the place of a parent, it just refers to, yeah. you know, parent placed in your care and it has no further definition than that. So it's kind of self-defined. And we, as our family have established that I am a third parent to this child and the bonding time um, that we have, especially in this first year is 
so important and, and we want to set ourselves up for success. Um, and so with that, I have really been thinking a lot about what family leave could mean for um, so many more people. I think it's 40% of married couples with a child have a, are part of a step family. Yeah. Um, and it's, we know how challenging it is to kind of form those family bonds together. You don't have the months of pregnancy to start to prepare yourself. And so it's, I find that it would be a really special opportunity to establish a close bond and have that time together at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. And this is not a conversation that's happening too often or an idea that's being embraced. I recall when my niece came with us, I, we, it was recently, it was not too long after we had our youngest and I think it was like a month or two, she was with us and there was no time that was taken. The concept of taking a leave for the sake of bonding as a result of becoming her guardians, that just wasn't even an idea that we had. So what type of mindset do you feel you had to adopt in order to kind of acknowledge that this is a reality that you should be able to take advantage of as far as early bonding? Because we are set up in a society where this is not commonplace yet, it really, it requires an effort to kind of reframe my thinking and, my language around what parenting means and what family means and, um, you know, kind of disabling the the hierarchy that we've sort of set up for which parents count more than others mm-hmm. and really realizing that I am playing a pivotal role in this child's life. And I'm lucky to have the support of his two other parents in doing so. Um, and so with that, we've, I would love for other parents in our situation to consider that as well. I don't think um, it's just because it's not something that we're used to speaking about. I don't think it's nothing that ever came up for me in my life prior, but now it makes such perfect sense that we should be included in those conversations. Um, And and really just, um, forces you to reconsider how your family definition is just as valuable and special as any other family definition. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you said that as far as acknowledging that you play a pivotal role, despite the fact that you are step parent, your role is essential as early as the I do, to be honest, and moving forward from that point. That's great. Um, So you mentioned that you recently took a family vacation, and that's impressive within (laughs) the first year or so of getting married. Um, So how important do you believe it was for you guys to do that, to take that vacation? Um, And this is a bit of a two part. But what did you need to be mindful of in order to make that happen? When my husband and I got married last year, we uh, at the times when we decided that we wanted to take a family vacation in the summer when our kids' school was done. So first grade is over as of a couple weeks ago. We took that family vacation. And it for us, it was a really important part of starting to set up these family traditions. Um, and we want these things to be something that we do regularly and become um, a memorable part of our 
family's lives for forever, really. Um, And so in preparation, I've never been, I've only been the child in a family vacation before. It's my first one being uh, one of the the grownups, if you will. Uh, We we did a lot of prep. We went to Southern California where my parents actually live. So they were able to spend a day with us as well. We brought a couple comfort items from home um, and, you know, just had really, we, in our family, we have really open communication um, with Miles, our kid. He is very free to speak with the parent who he's not with whenever he's not with them. Um, it's really open line of communication and we had a great time. It was really fun. Yeah. That's also, that is great. And I know with that first vacation, you mentioned you being the adult uh, in for the first time in this situation, you know, you want it to go right. You almost want to nail it on the head. We all have our expectations. Um, but was there anything that went wrong or not necessarily according to plan? And how did you navigate that? Sure. We have 50-50 custody. So at any given time, you know, schedules change, but our kid is with us every one, two or three days at a time. Um, and his mom lives nearby. So he, he goes back and forth often. And this is one of the longest stretches of time that the three of us have all been together. And when you're in a shared custody situation, you're not used to the, like those really large blocks of time for some people. Um, and so it was, it was great, but we were in one hotel room. The three of us are together and we love each other so much. We have a great time, but everyone needs a little personal time, especially, uh, especially on vacation. The whole point is to relax. So um, we just tried to really stay in tune with each other and we could feel when somebody needs a little bit of alone time. So my yeah. husband would let him go to the gym for 30 minutes in the mornings while we slept in or I would take a walk on the beach while the two of them played together or we let our kids sit outside on the balcony and play video games for 30 minutes. Like tried to really give everybody a little bit of time alone so that they could have a little bit of relaxing vacation by themselves too. Yeah. And I think that is a nervous subject for a lot of people as far as when there is that 50, 50 custody. And that was, the case initially for our dynamic. And then there does come when, whether it's a full week or for whatever reason, it's more than that. There tends to be a period of adjustment if we're being honest. And I think a lot of people are almost scared to admit, or they feel guilty because they're like, this is actually a little taxing. (laughs) And um, they feel as if they don't have the right to honestly express that. But Again, I love how you're able to do that, acknowledging that breaks are necessary. We are kind of in foreign territory um, and then allowing for you guys to figure out what your relief can be or, or needs to be. And how do you think that benefited you guys as you acknowledge that? Yeah, I think it, it definitely needs to be said out loud. And especially starting this journey, my husband and I talked a lot about what kind of role and very much time commitment would that I would be involved in. And, you know, of course we're kind of still playing it by year as we go along, but 
being a step parent, I've never, I, I haven't lived with a child before. So it was an adjustment. Um, and I am more than happy to be here, but we are really honest with each other. My husband and I, when someone just needs a break, we just have, we say it out loud or we'll sense it before the person says it out loud and have no problem doing so. Um, and just, we're lucky that we kind of have the opportunity to do that, but we'll give each other a break when we know that the other person needs it. And it just makes us a better parent when we come back together as a family. Absolutely. And that's a sign of a healthy relationship. It really is. It's a fantastic start. I feel like you're at brag camp right now because (laughs) things are just going so well, Carolyn. (laughs) There's um, definitely casual breakdowns all the time, but uh, we're so happy and we are definitely figuring it out as we go along. It's not always easy. Um, but in the long run, this is where we want our life to be. Um, yeah. we're happy to make it work. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you did mention that you guys are a legitimate family when it comes to the blended family, when you guys become a unit, you are a family and navigating that outside, uh, navigating it inside the home, you know, presents its challenges as we're discussing, but navigating that outside the home in our extended relationships, whether that's family, whether that's friends or different communities, it can be, it can be a little challenging. Um, so as you've nav- navigated this and almost exercised your right as a family unit in other realms, like have there been any unexpected challenges that you've run into when it comes to others accepting and acknowledging that your your family is a real one. Definitely. Yeah. The, for friends and family and colleagues at the heart, everyone is accepting, but there it's so interesting that people are often, I find treading kind of lightly. They don't know um, if on mother's day, is it appropriate to say happy mother's day? Like they're not sure or, if I say I have to jump out of a meeting early because I've got to go pick him up from school, like that still kind of comes as a surprise to people. Um, and we're in a 50, 50 custody situation, like I mentioned. So it's also sometimes surprising to people on the other side when we go away for a weekend with out the kid because he's with his other parent, but we, you know, we still have that kind of alone time together. Um, and it's, uh, you know, people, it kind of came a little bit more suddenly to people that our family dynamic changed when you are having a pregnancy, whether you want to or not, it's often a little bit more challenging to hide it. Um, But for us, we spent a lot of time kind of privately preparing ourselves to merge our family together. And when people don't see that on the outside, it's just one day we all live in the same house and it kind of is more shocking to people on the outside, which I understand. Um, yeah. So it's really just taking time to adjust my social circle to my new life. Um, and I think that very much also starts with me personally. I have so many, even if I don't share it all the time, have a lot of insecurities about being a parent and I want to do a good job. I want to make sure that I am positioning myself in 
the right place, that I'm not overstepping boundaries, that I am keeping a good co-parenting relationship with both of his parents and, and um, making sure that I'm serving the family. And it's yeah. really hard. There's definitely no, um, no instructions on how to do so. Mm-hmm. And some days are more natural than others. <laughs> some days come with a little bit more effort. Um, and sometimes we definitely get it wrong um, with communication or um, time schedules or priorities. It's, it's coming with its challenges, yeah. but we're trying our best. And, um, you know, the main thing is we, ever, we want everyone to be happy and kind of have their best life. Um, so doing whatever we can to make that the case. Yeah. And I love that you said that it starts with you. And this applies to most step parents. It applies to all parents involved. But step parents tend to have a significant challenge in that respect as far as where our footing is. The confidence level, the amount of authority that we have, the ability to exercise. These are all questions that we're juggling, especially early on in our relationships. It does take the prep that you and your husband um, did prior to getting married. But even when you get on the other side and you're in the trenches, it's like (laughs) we prepare pretty well. But (laughs) there are just things that we're facing that you couldn't have possibly either known were coming or adequately emotionally prepped yourself so that you're ready for it. So when you do face some of those moments where there is either resistance as far as how you conceptualize your family and people's understandings or, um, or people are just, there's the disconnect. Like how do you handle that? Whether in that moment, following that moment, as you're meditating on that exchange, how do you personally kind of handle that situation? Right. There are some interesting times actually where my husband's ex-wife and I, we look somewhat similar a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so there are, interesting times when my husband and I and our kid are out as a family and people have an assumption that I am his mom. Um, And so we want to set a really good example for him. So if anybody says the phrase, you are mom, we are really good at correcting them. And we use in our household, we use the term stepmom. So we're really clear about that kind of language just to demonstrate to our kid that this is the language that we should use in our house and with other people. Um, So we, you know, like we were saying, it really, we're the ones who are going to define what all of these things mean for us and share that with other people. Um, And what's most important is the way that we are defining it to each other. So with the other co-parent, we are super clear and, and transparent that they are, the two primary parents. I'm an extra one. I'm lucky that I have a good relationship with um, Miles' mom and she's super supportive of us as well. And we all just kind of have a, it takes a village approach and we're going to do our best to work together, um, you know, to give him the best life that he possibly could have. Yeah. And this is going to be something that evolves over time. It can be something, and obviously you guys, your hearts 
are in the right place. The approach, it seems healthy and it seems like everything's out in the open so that there's no secrets, which is so important at every stage. But um, it's something that will evolve and maybe two, three years from now, it's something else um, because you guys have received revelation and that's okay too. Um, but I do again, love that you guys are starting from the inside out opposed to seeking that validation on the outside to affirm your family, because that's, that is dangerous territory right there. <laughs> that can be. a <laughs> So what advice would you give to someone who is engaged or seriously considering becoming a, a wife specifically and stepmom. It is a very unique because to be, become a stepdad is something to be a wife and stepmom. Although we may face some similar things, that is a totally different experience that I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend to touch on. So what would be your advice for someone stepping into a similar scenario such as yourself? I think what worked for us or what I'm most proud of us for is that we really waited a very long time to do any extreme intros between myself and the child. We actually were engaged before I even um, spent like extensive time with him just because I won't necessarily recommend that to everyone. But yeah. the reason that it worked for us is that we spent a lot of time just making absolutely sure that as the two adults that we were sure we wanted to be together. We're not going to break up. This is the only one that we're doing. And so it, it kind of had to start from there. And my now husband, he, during our courtship period, um, he, rather than introduce me to Miles right away, he introduced me more so to the less fun things about parenting so he would show me the emails from the tutor or from the doctor like this is what we're working on or the early wake-up times when he doesn't want to wake up he would say this is what my life is like and this is he would tell me how he is struggling with working and childcare at the same time or in the same house and where he feels like he's never doing it right and we all of the the not the fun stuff. It's really easy. Our kid is super cool. It's very easy to just kind of play video games or Hot Wheels or that's really fun, but there's a lot of other parts that are so much harder um, about parenting. And so we, you know, he tried to get me comfortable with the hard parts first. Um, And then the, the playing that came much easier. Um, It was miles is at a good age. Um, when I met him that we can kind of just like play and have fun together um, as part of our bonding. But I was super hyper aware of what the kind of hard parts were going to be. Um, He started to show me some of the like co-parenting discussions and challenges that he would have with his ex. And he'd be like, these are the, and I don't mean it negatively. I really mean it positively, but the challenges that they would have and have to discuss about decisions for their child that they share together. Um, And he said, just to make sure you're super clear on what you're signing up for. Um, And then it turns out that he's a great kid. So I actually, we actually like each other, which is lucky too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yes, I think that's my kind of best advice is, is make sure you're really sure this, the child doesn't have a choice in this matter, right? So make sure you're really sure before you make that decision for them and to be really clear on the less fun parts first before you get super excited and fall in love with the, the kind of fun parts about it. Yeah. And that is a difficult thing to do for a lot of people because early on in relationship, there is the infatuation phase where all things are fluffy and the butterflies are just chirping. I don't know how butter- butterflies <laughs> chirp, but somehow <laughs> they chirp and we can kind of be compelled by that opposed to focusing more so on the less fun The matter of fact, and I don't want to use this term necessarily, but the business side of thing, because uh, things get real when it comes to this family dynamic. So how do you guys think you pulled back on being kind of led down that path and you guys were able to achieve a, a healthy balance? Yeah, we because being the incoming step parent, I was the one who was going to have the kind of biggest lifestyle change. Um, and so we were careful to kind of work that lifestyle change step by step. So in the beginning of our courtship, he, he had 50, 50 custody at the time as well. So it was, you know, half of the days he was with his son and then half the days we are dating. And that was plenty of time to kind of form our relationship. And then once we were starting to overlap a little bit more, it was, I still had half of my days by myself and then half of my days where I would come over for dinner or do a play date or something, a little bit of bonding um, and and slowly increase that time in exchange for my alone time to uh, be more overlapping with time with his son. So that was, I kind of, I got used to a little bit more letting go of the, alone time that I had. Um, and it's, I won't say that I don't sometimes miss the time that I, I lived alone in my apartment and I, I, everything was exactly where I wanted it to be. My time was my own. I ate exactly what I wanted. I watched everything that I wanted. Um, and so it was it definitely was an adjustment. Um, yeah. we made that adjustment step by step. And, and like we were mentioning earlier, um, I still get those nights where I can watch whatever TV show I want uninterrupted for a couple hours. (laughs) (laughs) He's a smart bed. He allows that to happen. I, Hey, I'm eight years in and best believe I'm like, boo, you better, you better go somewhere and get your fix. (laughs) It just refreshes you. And then the next day I'm like, I could do all this family time together and I'm totally good. Yeah, that is fantastic. That's so awesome. It's good stuff. It really is. Um, So as far as your conviction and your heart for nutrition and health, um, the health health and well-being of not just young people, but people of all ages, you know, but it starts young. What has your experience been incorporating nutrition and health in your family since becoming married? My career has actually been in... Um, like healthy food and beverage. And I was a fitness instructor um, as well. And so it's just been a natural part of my lifestyle. 
And it's interesting when you come into a, a new family dynamic, the way that people eat as individuals and as their family is so specific to them. And it is such a part of what's ingrained in us as we were raised by our parents or our culture. Um, it's super specific and really personal to people. Like, I don't know if everyone realizes the extreme personal relationship we have with the food that we consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being in, in the baby food business is great because it's a way to really introduce a positive relationship with food and with your body early on in life. Um, and so I came into this new family dynamic with a fully grown adult um, and then with a, a five, four or five year old at the time. And he, so I, I really had a chance to kind of make my stamp on how they were eating. And these two were having frozen pizza made in the microwave before I came into the picture. No, the, the stove never went on one time. Uh, and it was, it wasn't an immediate turnover to salmon and broccoli, but we've, we've gotten there now. And um, there's a lot more opportunity ahead of us. And it's become very much a bonding experience for us as well. Um, Cooking together is one of the first things that my stepson and I did together um, in the kitchen. And it was super fun for him. Um, And so it's cooking together and then eating together as a family is also such a bonding time. And we will educate, we give him some education. Like this is really good for your body. This makes you strong. Or this is a special treat. We're only having this once in a while as like an extra luxury. Um, And so just kind of starting those conversations young so that he can identify as he grows up, like what serves him in different ways. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.